大家好，欢迎收听一嘴台语。大家好 ，Hi everyone, you're listening to bite-sized Taiwanese, a brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese. This is Alan, and I'm Phil. Welcome back, and you're listening to episode five of our elementary level. Hey Phil, do people here ever ask you where you're from? Yeah, I do get that question once in a while. How do you answer? Well, usually my first response is that, "Washi pikoklang," I'm American. Then often the response is another question. So you're daigiao, so you're overseas Taiwanese, which then I'm a bit hesitant on how to respond because I know that technically there's a difference between daigiao, which means overseas Taiwanese who migrated abroad, and also there's this other term daie, which means the second and later generations. But most people just casually use daigiao to refer to both groups. As someone who was born and raised in Taiwan, I genuinely have never thought about the difference between those two terms. And wow, I don't know. There was so much going on inside your head when someone asked you this question. Yeah. For me, when people ask me where I'm from, it's as simple as Taiwan. <laughs> and then sometimes there's another follow-up question that I'm always a little bit surprised by. Is like, how long have you been back? Sometimes、yeah. I get this question even after I've already mentioned that I was born in the states and grew up there. Of course, for me, this isn't really a, a coming back, but more of just a coming here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've made this false assumption before too. One of my best friends is a Taiwanese Paraguayan. Whenever she says she's homesick, I always assume that she means Gagi, where her parents are from in Taiwan. It took me a while to get that she meant oh Paraguay. <laughs> yeah, actually, since moving to Taiwan, I've met so many people, all with a different background and story and how they identify. Obviously, identity is such a big topic, but maybe today we can learn a few basic phrases to help us get started in answering that question. All right, sounds like a challenge, but let's do it. Okay. So, Alan, let's start with that seemingly simple question: Where are you from? Sure. One common way you might hear this question is, "Jie meng li dou wei e lang." Jie meng li dou wei e lang. Or you might also hear a longer version of this. Jie meng li xi dou wei ya e lang. Jie meng li xi dou wei ya e lang. Can you break this down for us a bit? Sure. First, Jie meng. It's just another way to say "chia meng," which we learned last episode. It's a polite way to begin a question. Basically, it means "May I ask?" Then "do ya" or "do we" is literally "which place." Some people may contract the two syllables and say "dui," and "lang" means people. So the question is sort of like asking "which place do you belong?" Wow! When you translate it that way, it sounds even heavier and more complicated <laughs> than "Where are you from?" Yeah, I think that's just in the literal translation, but it's not meant to be such a heavy question. <laughs> so, how can you respond to this, Alan? Basically, this question is usually asking about your nationality, so you can answer with "Guashi," I am, and then your nationality. So for me, I would say, "Washi pikoklang," I am American. Right. But Alan, what if you just want to say that you come from a certain place? It's just the place where you were before moving to the place where you are. 
And it doesn't necessarily mean your nationality or identity. Okay. So let's say you lived in Canada for most of your life and then came to Taiwan from there. But you're also a British national. In this case, you could first say, Or, I come from Canada. <laughs> so, okay, in the second version, you made it a bit shorter by leaving out the dui or from, since it's optional, right? Right. And by using lae after a location, you're emphasizing that you're coming from or arriving from that location. In this case, Canada. Then you can follow this up with how we talked about our nationality earlier. So, I come from Canada, but I am British. <laughs> okay, so now let's see if we can explain our background even more. So, Alan, what if we want to say, I was born in Taiwan and raised in Australia? You could say, Or, I was born in Taiwan and raised in Australia. Here also in the second version, you made it shorter by leaving out the D, which here means in, since it's optional, right? Right. And the word means to be born, but literally it means to come out into the world. <laughs> yeah, I love how Taiwanese can sometimes sound so poetic. <laughs> I agree. And the other word, literally means... Big man. <laughs> but it can also mean to grow up, adults, older in age, or just to have a large physique. <laughs> That's a great word too. Okay, now let's just add one more way to talk about where you're from. So how can we say that we live somewhere? For example, I live in Sydney. Okay, you could say, Sydney. Sydney. Or, I live in Sydney. My home is in Sydney. So just like before, the second version is slightly shorter because we didn't use the optional D or the word for in, right? Right. The other key words here are which means to reside, to live in, or to stay in. And which means home. So when you put it together with guan, the word for we, it becomes guantao, which means my home, my family, or my place. So when you use guantao, do you usually think of it as your own house or apartment if you're no longer living with your parents? Or is it more like the home that perhaps you grew up in and your parents are still living there? I think it could actually mean both. If you want to specify, you could probably say another sentence or two. So in today's episode, we talked about locations a lot. Where we came from, where we were born, where we grew up, 
where we live, and so on. But you may have noticed that sometimes we put the location before the verb and sometimes after the verb. So, for example, with "tua han" to grow up, we would say "gua ti tai pak tua han." Gua ti tai pak tua han. I grew up in Taipei. Literally, it's "I in Taipei grew up." Most of the time, you'll find that the location is in this position before the verb. In this situation, you can think of the location as the backdrop of the main action to grow up. So, if you took out the location, you should still have a sentence that makes sense. I grew up, right? But with "tua" to live, to stay at, we would usually say "gua tua ti tai pak." Gua tua ti tai pak. I reside in Taipei. I live in Taipei, or I'm staying in Taipei. So in this situation, the location comes after the verb. So what's the difference? There are certain verbs that have to do with position, movement, or placement, where you need to include the location to have a complete meaning. In these cases, the location comes after the verb. For example, if you just said "I reside," "I live in," or "I'm staying in," it feels like you're lacking something. These kind of verbs need a location with it to feel complete. So you can say. I reside in Taipei. I live in Taipei, or I'm staying in Taipei. So, for other examples of verbs that usually take a location after the verb, or to learn how to say other countries and nationalities, check out our workbook where we can get into more details. All right, let's practice what we learned today. Li He, washi fill in. Hi, I'm fill in. 林先生，你好，我姓邓，叫做 Alan。Mr. Lin, hi, my surname is Dan, and my given name is Alan。请问你是倒位的人 ？May I ask where are you from？ 我是美国人，阿里倒位人 ？I'm American, and where are you from？ 我是台湾人，住伫台北。I'm Taiwanese and I live in Taipei. Ah,、uh, Phil, this one being you, he called the Inda. He is from Indonesia. Hey, Phil, this is my friend. Her name is Inda. She is from Indonesia. Inda, hi he. I am Phil. I am from Indonesia. Inda, hi. I am Phil. I am from the U.S. Alan, so today we've talked about where I was born and where I grew up. But how about you? Ditoyalang, where are you from? Ditoyduahan, where did you grow up? Guati Taipak Tsushi, Taipak Duahan. I was born in Taipei and I was raised in Taipei. Oh wow, you're a pure Taipeier, Taipaklang. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now it's time for a one-bite challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so before we give it to you, let's give you one definition. Today we learn duahan, meaning to grow up, adult, older, or a big physique. Now the opposite of all of that is sehan, or in some regions, suehan, which of course means not grown up, a kid, younger, or physically small. Okay, our one bite challenge is a Taiwanese saying: sehan tao ban bu, duahan tao kan gu. So literally. If a person harvests someone else's gourds when little, 
then he will lead away someone else's cow when grown up. <laughs> Wait, can you explain this a little bit more, Alan? <laughs> sure. Basically, people use this phrase to emphasize how important it is to teach children good habits. Otherwise, bad habits may become more serious when they grow up. <laughs> so if you want a more detailed breakdown of this saying, go check out our episode webpage. Okay, now it's review time and also your turn to practice. Like always, we'll say the English first and then the Taiwanese, once at natural speed and then slow. Remember to say it out loud with us. Okay, let's get started. I'm American. Gua xi bi kok dang. Gua xi bi kok dang. Overseas Taiwanese, first generation. Tai kiao. Tai kiao. Overseas Taiwanese, second or later generations. Tai e. Tai e. Excuse me, where are you from? Chiumeng di to wi dang. Chiumeng di to wi dang. Or, Chiumeng di shi to wi ai dang. Chiumeng di shi to wi ai dang. I come from Canada. I came from Canada. Or I was born in Taiwan. Guati Taiwan I grew up in Australia. My home, my place, my family. I live in Sydney. My home is in Sydney. Sydney. Guantao Tuati Sydney or Guantao Tua Sydney Guantao Tua Sydney If a person harvests someone else's gourds when little, then he'll lead away someone else's cow when grown up. A saying warning that bad habits that aren't corrected in children will only get more serious when they grow up. Sehan Tao Ban Pu Okay, that's it for today. To review what we discussed in this episode, be sure to visit our website, bitesizetaiwanese.com, and go to the episode page where you can find a recap of today's vocabulary, grammar points, and one bite challenge. For more practice, don't forget to check out our downloadable workbook, which has great exercises to reinforce what you've learned today, more in-depth grammar explanations, and related words to help you expand your vocabulary. 
Chapter one is a free download, so go check it out for yourself, risk-free. And if you want to see the characters for the words in today's episode, or want to see the tone changes in detail, you'll find those in the workbook too. Also, let us know what you think about the podcast or this episode. We're just starting out, so we'd love to hear from our listeners about what they think, what you like, and what you don't like. Yes, we definitely want to hear from our listeners. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Leave us a message. And while you're there, don't forget to hit the follow button. Thanks everyone for listening. Doshadagishutnya, Rossi, Ellen, and I'm Phil. See you next time. Time